I don't know how 2020 went for you, but for me, it was one hell of a roller coaster. My whole world was shaken up. It left me feeling completely lost without a clue of who I was or what I even wanted from life. One day, my friend called me after I had spent about a week at her house and told me she didn't think my lost sense of self had anything to do with my circumstances. She said, the problem is you. If you can't figure out what makes you happy, then it's never going to matter how good your life is. You will always be miserable. And she was so right. That conversation sent me on a journey to find out what made me, well, me. I took a look at the pieces of my life, and I had a choice to make. I could either try to rebuild from what was there or walk away from all of it and choose a different path. I chose to walk away. That choice gave me the freedom to build a life I love, a life that felt true to me. I've learned so much along the way and I feel called to share what I've learned. The best way I know how to do that is to use this loud ass mouth God gave me and tell my story. But why stop with just mine? I wanna hear from other amazing humans too, who are living in their truth every day. When we share our stories with others, we give the gift of expansion and freedom to all who hear it. I pray my story and those of my guests offer hope in this world. I pray they allow you to feel seen and loved and to help you feel more connected to yourself and to the divine and challenge you to open your mind in order to see life from a new perspective. Our stories matter and I'm here to make sure the world has a chance to hear them. This is Tell Me Your Truth. Hello, beautiful people. We are back again for Nikki and Lynn's Talk Life. Hi, Lynn's. Good morning. Good morning. So just getting a little sip of coffee. So today's episode, we are going to chat about a couple of parenting topics that maybe you don't hear much (laughs) in the parenting world. Um, Lindsay and I obviously aren't scared to go there on some different kinds of topics. So We are going to touch on two things today, not loving every stage of motherhood and parenting each child differently. So let's start with the first one, Linz. What is your take on not loving every stage of motherhood? Well, I don't love every stage and I think a lot of people don't but we don't talk about that. Um, You're viewed like, oh my God, you don't love sleepless nights. You don't love, you know, calling a kid in the, what do they call them seats? The the pumpkin seat or whatever. Carrying Um, that that early stage baby seat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I didn't love all of that. Um, Maybe some people do, but you and I love the stages we don't love the same stages yeah. at all. You're a baby girl. Mm-hmm. You love the baby stage. Um, it's tiring. It's exhausting. It's whatever, but like, that's your jam. Mm-hmm. I'm over here. Like, don't ask me to babysit your baby. <laughs> don't know like three and under four and under. I'm not here for it. And you're like, bring me all the babies. Mm-hmm. Um, my uterus is on fire. Like, <laughs> And I'm just so not like that. Not at all. I'm more three, four and above is my jam. Um, I really like where I'm at now. And you and I both have a kiddo the same age. Right. Um, your oldest, my youngest. I love that stage. Um, 
what do you, th- I mean, do you, are you loving where Nicholas is at? I'm loving where McKenna is. Oh yeah, for sure. So like Lindsay said, like my favorite stage is the baby stage, right? Like it's, it's my favorite. I can do the babies all day. Like I've always, we've even joked around, like I need to start just an infant daycare, <laughs> just absolutely, absolutely. My, my body. My yes. That's your nightmare. And that's like, I love that. Um, give me all the babies as long as they can go home <laughs> when absolutely, we're done, absolutely. Um, but give me all the babies. Um, but yeah, I do love this. Cause like I've joked in the past that there needs to be a such thing as toddler boarding school. Like forget about it when they're older. I can deal with them being older from like age three to like after they're sufficiently potty trained and can wipe their own ass, then they can come back. And you're here like, for it. Yeah. yeah then bring them back. Potty training, not my jam. Oh my God. Like, me either. Like, can we just, we need to like, there need to be people who you can hire to come in and potty train your kid. Like that needs to be a business. Yeah. For real. Like anyone listening to this, who's like a pro potty trainer, please go start that business. Cause we will refer you to people. Right. Absolutely. Like it's hard. It's, well, see Peyton and Riley were normal struggles for potty yeah. training. And then you um, have turn two and she hopped on the toilet and she never looked back. Like yep. she told me, I I'm not going to wear a diaper. Um, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. We did not do pull up. It was nothing. It was like, she literally quite literally hopped on the toilet when she turned two, and like, just used the bathroom, like a professional yeah. and never looked back. But then yeah, this not- is also the kid that you had to duct tape her diapers to her because she'd take them off. No, that was Riley. Oh, that was Riley. That's right. I'm sorry. That was Riley. It was in the middle of the night. She would take her diaper off and poop all over her floor. Wouldn't <laughs> poop all day long. Um, and then we started pooping during the day and I thought, okay, like, you know, we're using the toilet. We're pooping during the day. It's fine. Um, and then she went to bed and she still took the damn diaper off and would pee and poop on the floor. It was the tabs, you know, the tabs on the, on the diapers. She was like fascinated with them, I think, and then would get the diaper off. So we had to put a little duct tape on her tabs <laughs> and keep her from taking her diaper off. That's and- right. It was Riley. It was Riley. It's always Riley. She yeah. was also the colicky one. And that is probably, yeah, people do not know we're on Zoom right now. So yeah. I'm seeing your face and it's like flashbacks, right? Yes. Um, um, Nicholas had it too, but nowhere near as long as Riley did. It like, was awful. It was awful. I wasn't sure I liked her. I wasn't sure she liked me. I, And that is probably why I think I am not cut out for baby stage. Like, it was torture. Um, and everyone tells you about it. You know, everyone's like, Oh, you better hope you don't have the colicky baby. And you're like, yeah, okay. A little bit of crying. So what I, you know, she's not my first. So when she was colicky, I thought, okay, like you're not a new mom. You're a new mom to this baby, but you are not new to the mom world. So get your shit together and handle it. You know? Oh my God. She never quit crying. Like she just cried and cried and you know, you did the gas drops and you, you did everything. You kept taking her to the doctor and he's like, nothing's wrong with her. I'm like, no, no, I'm not accepting that answer. Like something's wrong with her. Nothing was wrong with her. She just cried. Um, she only liked me, which was a problem. She'd still and occasionally with, Kayla. She would lay with CJ at night. He played the Xbox. And she would lay with him when he did that for a couple hours. So I'd get a couple hours of sleep. 
but I remember Kayla, my uh, best friend would come over. We've been best friends since we were what, five, six years old. Yeah. And she, she would work afternoons at the nursing home and she lived in a different town than I did, but she worked in my town. And so she would go to work and we had rearranged the living room. So, and you remember that little, you know, yeah. that apartment, we had the couch and love seat and they were like, you know, where the corners met. Well, we rearranged it. So we had one on one side of the room, one on the other and her bed in the middle and Kayla would work afternoons. And then she would come over, you know, whenever she knew I couldn't take it anymore and stay the night and we would take turns and I'll, we talk about it a lot. Like she'd look over and say, bitch, it's your turn. Like it is your turn. I'm like, no, it's your turn. We were so tired. I don't love that stage. It's it's not for me. Like it's just not for me. I'm not going to say I enjoyed that. Not even a little bit. I couldn't wait for her to grow up. (laughs) Yeah. Hang on, Lindsay. I got to put this back. I had a text come through and now it's like being weird. I don't know how to get you back. Hang on go back be big there we go sorry oh you're good no I want me to be little I don't I don't want no I want me to be little I don't want me to be big this will be fun to edit oh my god what happened view gallery you speaker me little, you big. All right, we're just gonna have to do gallery view because I don't know what I did. Good enough, okay, we'll just do it like that. Or we can see both of us. The last thing I said was I couldn't wait for her to grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people talk enough about the colicky stage, right? So Nick's colicky stage was more so because he had um, like stomach issues, dairy allergy stuff that the doctors weren't listening to me about. Um, so once we had that figured out, it kind of subsided, but we always joke, like Riley came out screaming and never stopped. She never did. Like, and and it's funny because I still, any of the kids can cry. Obviously they're older, so they don't really anymore, but any of them could cry. And I'm like, not faced by it. Right. I'm like, okay that girl cries and I have like goosebumps and I'm just like just stop just stop crying I because for three three and a half months it it just never stopped um I'm not gonna pretend that I enjoyed that like I'm not gonna pretend and I also had a ten and a half month old when she was born Mm -hmm. so you know and he was wild in the sense that he was already running by nine months old yeah, not walking sure was running. yeah and so I'm I trying remember to coming keep- over when we were when you were getting ready to have Riley and I was like should he be running like is that is that normal and you're like no like he was running and so mm-hmm. I had to keep up with him um and with her crying and she didn't want anyone not my favorite days not at all um and I came out and was the best baby ever. Yes. And I loved, that was the one kiddo that I felt like, oh, this is why people like the baby stage. Like I, I get it now because she napped, she slept all night from pretty much day one. 
um, you know, that was God's thing. Like you got through Riley. Mm -hmm. Here's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to you again. Um, (laughs) this is your reward, you know, (laughs) but she was such a good baby. And then she turned three. Um, yes, I didn't love the three-year-old stage with her as much as I did with my other two. Um, you know, but people look at you like you have five heads when you're like, I don't love every part of parenting. I don't love it. And, and everyone doesn't look at you like that, but a lot of people do like you had babies. Yeah, you're damn right. I did, but it does not mean that I love, love, love every single part of this because I don't, (laughs) because I don't. Like right now, I'm currently hating that my kids have homework, math homework to be more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not loving this stage quite as much as I hoped right now. You know, um, it's up and down. You love some parts and you just hate the others. And I feel like that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that when Kenna turned, I think it, she was probably three at the time. I remember you called me. We were on the phone like we always are and you were in the bathroom and you come out of the bathroom you're like oh my god what the fuck she's pulled my entire carton of eggs out of the fridge and yes. smashed them all over the floor <laughs> yes like that was what taking a shower yep. or stepping outside yep anything you do nothing um, without thing i mean nothing. she used to sneak cheese dr pepper cans and mountain dew and shit they'd be under her bed Mm -hmm. yes I'll never forget when we moved out of that house I I had had a thing of those popsicles or a thing of popsicles and I swore I went to get one and I swore I didn't eat them all and I knew I didn't give them to the kids and they just went missing the whole damn box missing and everybody thought I was crazy like CJ was like no you must have ate them whatever we moved out of that house and I had a section of cabinets that I didn't use um, they were kind of funny. Remember my TV mm-hmm. was in the living room and then on the yeah, other side was cabinets from the kitchen and they had these weird like corner cabinets you couldn't do anything with. So when we were moving out and I was vacuuming them, open them to vacuum them, uh, there was very stained cabinets. Um, there were the popsicles. She must have hid them there just for her own. Not you know, realizing habit. they would melt when she took them out. And then the forgot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought I knew I wasn't crazy, but she was just a wild child. I did not love that stage. Cereal yeah. all over. She climbed. All my kids were climbers. But, you know, Peyton would climb and kind of like leave shit alone. He was just, can I do it? Can I make the climb? Right. You know, can I get to Kenna the top would of climb the to get into shit? Yes. And I remember you had to put scissors and like sharp knives oh, in a cabinet yeah. above the stove that she couldn't yeah. get to. We, yeah. It was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. And there were times where I called my mom, you know, and said, mom, you have to come get her. I just need a break for, I need to take a shower right? because my husband works so much and he works morning to night, you know? And so it was, there wasn't okay at dinner time. he comes home and I can take a shower and, and whatever. Um, I would call my mom like, mom, please come get, come your, get your granddaughter. <laughs> like the other two are fine. I, and I think that's why her and my mom have such a, you know, a good bond. But I was like, I just need a shower or whatever. Um, she was way too smart for her own good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, she told me once she wanted to go to Gigi's and I said, she was just tearing the house apart, just on a roll that day. I couldn't take a shower. I couldn't do anything. I was trying to make dinner and I finally thought I'm going to put her in the bathtub and I'll just 
sit in the bathroom with her. I'm not getting anything accomplished, but at least she, she loved to take that. So I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not even bath time. I need to feed all the kids, but we're going to take a bath. So I put her in the bathtub and she's playing. And I said, girl, you're wearing me out. Like, you know, you're wearing mommy out. I I think she had just turned three. I said, you're wearing mommy out, honey. And, um, you know, maybe we'll watch a movie after this. And she said, I want to go to my Gigi's. And I said, because she talked really well, yeah, really well. And I said, well, I don't know that she, that Gigi wants you over tonight. And she looked me dead square in the eyes and said, mom, Gigi would be happy to have me. She's always so happy to have me. Aww. And I called my mom and I'm like, mom, what, this is what McKenna just said. She wants you to come get her. And she said, oh, every time she leaves, I always say, I was so happy to have you. And so, Aww. you know, that's what she told me. She was so smart that it was not only a blessing, it was a curse. Yes. And she Same was just exhausted. <laughs> yes. Like we had many phone calls where, because again, them are the two that are the same age and we would just be exhausted, just exhausted. And we didn't live other than a short time. We were nowhere near each other. So there was no like, Hey, I'll wrangle these two for a couple hours. Then you can take them another day. Like we didn't have that option. Um, everyone loved to take McKenna. Oh, yeah. I, so I can't, I'm not bitching that I didn't have help. Cause I, I so did my mom and her thick as thieves. Um, everyone loves her. Her personality is funky. They love her wild because they're not living with her wild. <laughs> right. Like she goes home and they get to shout, you know, so right. Oh, that child was exhausting. I didn't love every stage of that. I, I just didn't. And I had so many people that were like, she's so fun and you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, she is. But she's exhausting. Yeah. She is fucking exhausting. And you know, that comes back to you're supposed to love it all. And you have five heads if if you if you don't. Yeah. And and I just did it. And I know you didn't either. And that's okay. <laughs> like, all right. So let's jump off of that and talk about. Um, our second topic, which is when people say, I treat my kids all the same. We're calling big bullshit on that. Big bullshit. Okay. Take it away, Lynn. I feel like I have the perfect um, dynamic here, kid-wise, to talk about that. Um, All three of mine, biologically, and even with my fourth one, I don't treat any of them the same. I cannot treat them the same. And all these parents who insist that all of their children are are treated the same is full bullshit. Um, Are they treated fairly? Absolutely. I think that's the difference. Wouldn't you agree that, that people don't understand that fairly does not equate to being treated the same? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's two totally different things. They're all treated fairly. No one's mistreated here. No one's treated terribly. Um, but they're all treated differently. You know, um, my youngest, again, she's topic of conversation today. <laughs> um, she is a kid that just can cannot be treated like my other kids. Hundred percent cannot. And you know that, um, my middle, <laughs> my almost 11 year old, she definitely can't be treated the same as my youngest or the two oldest. 
and it trickles from there. It's the, the same concept applies to all of the kids. Um, you have not birthed the same humans. And we talked about this on the phone this morning before we even jumped on here. Unless you're birthing two of the exact same people, they cannot be treated the same. You, you adapt and, and do things differently with each kiddo. Um, you know, you have two. Do you feel you treat them the same exact way that everything that works for one works for the other? And, you know, I, I'm sure you don't feel that way. No, um, I, again, just like you, you have, you have a more range. So you get more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like more of a dynamic to prove that point, right? Cause you have right. four and I have two, but even with my two, like you can't parent them. And when we say treating and parenting, it's the same thing. Cause we did it again. We, I said, I started this, we had to re-roll it. Cause I said, we all love our kids differently. That's not what I meant. We love them. Right. The same. We parent them differently. So parenting is what we mean. And I'm not re-rolling this. We're just leaving it. Um, parenting them the same does not work. I mean, like you said, birthing to the same people, even twins, like even people who have twins, they're still two separate personalities. They're Absolutely. still two people. Absolutely. And so what works for Nicholas does not work for Noah. I can talk to Nicholas like I talk to an adult. I have to, okay? He's incredibly intelligent. He's almost nine, like I said earlier, but the intelligence factor of this child, and you know, because McKenna's the same way, like right. their cognition is so elevated you ha you can't speak to them like a kid. No, absolutely not. And it's a fine line to walk, right? Like you have to deal with them like they are a young adult ch child because that's right. really where they're at. And their emotional capacity is still at an, maybe even a lesser level than their age, but their cognition is, is so high. And so I have to treat him like I'm parenting an, a 16, 17, 18 year old kid. And right the amount of shit that I have gotten for the way I parent that kid is insane. And well, it's, I think it's always going to be that way because everybody has an opinion on right. something that does not um, affect them. You know, parenting is not a one size fits all game people. It's no, just, no, not. it's not. No, like, it's not. It's not. And I think that might be our title. Parenting is not a one size fits all game. Yeah. Um, seriously, that is, that is the fucking problem with most of these parenting blogs and books and experts and shit, right? If you're not speaking to somebody who tells you that your parenting is not a one size fits all game, just you're talking to the wrong direction. person. Yeah. Like, call that a day. Wrap it up. They do not have any fucking good advice for you. I'm sorry. If y'all are thinking about being parents or a brand new parents and you haven't gotten to the stage of actually like parenting, parenting. a kid yet. Don't listen to anybody who tells you that you, the same rules apply for every kid. Cause they fucking don't like, well, no I think the people that are saying they're parenting all their kids, the, ex the exact same, they are saying that I do not believe for a second that that's what's occurring in their household. No. Hey, if it is, don't come for me. Just my yeah. thoughts, you yeah. know, but I don't think that that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think ties into that is because I have to handle all these kids differently you know, McKenna is the perfect example. She's independent. She's smart as hell. All my kids are so intelligent. 
but for her age, she's way, way intelligent. Um, yeah. like yeah. a little adult, like we talked about, you know, um, I've had to, the other kids have to understand why I do some of the things that I do. Um, and it's okay. It works in our house. I, I don't feel like there's resentment issues outside of the normal. You let my brother or sister do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. You get that out. I do not care what kind of kids you have. Um, every kid thinks their sibling gets away with more bullshit than they do. Um, totally normal, but like with McKenna, you know, um, and I don't want to go into detail on what we're dealing with, but you know, for her, um, at the end of the day, we're exhausted. We're tired. Um, she's putting so much in at school that she's tired. She's cranky. She's irritable. Um, I'm not going to punish her because she's giving a hundred percent all day long and, and all the kids are, but again, without going into detail, you know, she's putting in 150% school. A lot is a harder, it's harder for her than it is for some kids. She has yes. to really, really, really put her all into it. And it, it exhausts 100% and 150% is more accurate there. I think like she's giving it her all and she's tutoring and she's doing all the stuff. She's tired at the end of the day. She is mentally, emotionally exhausted. Um, so I'm not gonna dish out a consequence because she's snarky or refusing to do a chore that I ask her to do. Um, I'm not going to dish out a consequence on that. Um, however, if my, you know, 10, 11 or 14 year old look at me after I know that, that they have all the energy in the world at the end of the day, and I ask them to do something and they tell me no, we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I am so lucky with my older kids because they truly, really do understand everything. We don't, we like hold no secrets in this house. If something's going on, everybody's aware of it. Um, you know, it, it's just, we're open, we're honest, we're raw as hell in this house, which is something else I'm probably going to be judged for. Um, but them kids knowing what's going on and being aware allows them to understand why we do or better yet don't do some of the things with McKenna for example yeah. um same for Riley though she has to, to be she is an emotional child she has been emotional since the day she was born I have to deal with her differently um my son Peyton is super duper emotional like you know he's almost 12 he tells me he loves me 300 and 60 million times per day like we'll be on the phone right and you'll hear mom I love you and you said to me just not that long ago he's still saying I love you like that <laughs> yes like he does you know he's the kid that'll come to you both boys actually hey do you need me to do anything you know what can I do for you <laughs> if you think Raya's coming to me and asking me, yeah if she can do something for yeah. me or like what can you do for house, me <laughs> yeah that is Riley like yeah. so diva so dramatic I can't parent that all the same. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I, I just cannot. I can treat them all fairly. Um, but I can't parent every kid the same. And people who say they are, I think they're full of shit. But that's just my take on the matter. Same. And we have, weirdly, we've birthed pretty similar children. Um, different, right. 
different age brackets, but it's pretty similar. Right. Our, her youngest and my oldest, like I, we'd said, are the same age and they're pretty similar children. Um, and then my youngest is more like your oldest, extremely, mm-hmm. extremely sensitive, extremely yes. emotional. If I spoke to Noah, like I can speak to Nicholas, I'd crush his soul. Yes. Yes. Like, I'd crush his soul. And he, uh, he's constantly worried about someone being disappointed in him. His favorite thing to say when he's upset is you've broke my heart. And he yes. means it. like, he means it. Like you can right. see it all over the Absolutely. Right. And so we have to be delicate with him when we speak to him. Yes. And yeah. that, but that's viewed as babying. That's viewed yes. as yes. not allowing your oldest, you know, and here's the mm-hmm. other thing that we both can relate on really well. Again, we're calling Nick and Ken out a lot today on all the good ways, of course. Um, but with them too, there is a such thing as give them an inch, they take a mile. Yes. So even though they're, they come across like, you know, they're intelligent and, and they're way wise beyond their years. The problem with that is if we don't stay on top of them, if we give them a little too much leeway, they're going to run with it. And the they problem quickly, is they're still eight. Yes. Yeah. And they quickly believe they run our household. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we have to be a little more on top of that. We could have all the leeway. Noah could have all the leeway. Not that we give them all that leeway, mm-hmm. but we could, and we're not going to see what we see with the other kids. Like again, different humans, you know, um, different humans and and I feel like and I don't know about you but you don't know right off the bat like you have these kids and I'd say it's been more and again my youngest is going to be nine um in May I feel like probably in the last two or three years I've really been able to say okay this is I thought they're my kids yes I know who they are what works you know whatever but the last two, maybe three years, I've really been able to like zone in on what they need, like right. how parenting, what parenting, what way I go about parenting works for them. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that just comes the second they're born. It, as they grow, they change. And so sometimes your parenting is, is adapting and it's changing. Um, but we're doing the best we can. <laughs> we're just not able to parent them all the same you know it, it's just not it's just not how it works it, yeah. not in this house yeah. anyway yeah I, I don't think it works that way in anybody's house and I think the houses that have those such rigid kind of like you know this last week's episode where I talked about you know letting go of the rules that don't serve you anymore like you you start out parenting them one way and then if you're paying attention it should evolve right? Like it should evolve. And, and, you know, we're not parenting experts, but we've been in the game for a minute now. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. For a little while. And so I feel like we can at least have an educated opinion on this topic. So. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot of insight on that. Um, you know, it's, it's forever changing. My nephew has been here, you know, um, and when he, came to live with us I I didn't know right off the bat how to parent him you know I love him I I whatever but I I watched him come into this world but I wasn't his parent I I didn't know how to parent him and I'm still learning how to parent him um Riley is okay 
Riley and, you know, Cole are so much alike. It, I was telling Kristen, his mom was here, you know, for a week. And I think she really got a taste of how much these two kids, I'm always like, are you sure she's not yours or he's not really mine? Like they share way too many similarities, you know? And she's also like ever changing. It, it's, it's by the day. Like, yeah. Some days I feel like we have to get out the hammer with them too. Other days it's like they need sensitive. Mm -hmm. Peyton always needs sensitive. Like if you got out the hammer to lay the smack down with him, he might have a heart attack. Like it's just not him. You know, McKenna, you have to explain to her much like Nicholas. Um, If you brought the hammer out, you know. um, All you'd get was why. Like they're not phased by that shit. No, again, this is a... Uh, figurative hammer for the record by the yeah. way um yeah. like but they're not phased by like the ele- the escalation of force right like where you ex- where you right. say this this is what i need you to do well why and if you say because i said so they're gonna be like but that's not an answer like yeah absolutely you can't you can't not give them an explanation and no, when I, I was growing up there was no questions asked you but just did what the fuck you were told to do right, right? and moved along and you moved it along but so when I, when I realized I have a questioner child, like him and I would fight for a long time. Like it would be a fucking straight out war zone. And I had to bring the hammer up. For a long time. I did. And I, I thought that's how you deal with that shit. You just cut it off at the head. Right. Like there ain't no questions yeah. being asked. If I fucking told you to do something on your mother, you yeah. do it. Right. Like, cause that's how you were raised. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see any problem with that. I, I was raised like that. Like you don't right. question your fucking parents. Just do what you're told. Right. But it's not the kid I got. It's not the kid I got, right? Like he's going to ask questions. And if we didn't learn to work with that, there was no amount of grounding, no amount of consequences that was ever going to make him stop asking questions. And I don't want to beat that out of him. I don't, I don't want that to be something. I love that about them too. It drives me fucking nuts because as a parent, like if, if you're trying to parent him in that way, it's going to drive you insane. But once you realize like, once you realize, oh, that's just, they're not questioning because they're defiant. They're questioning because that's who they are. Like they just a perfect example of this actually from the other day. Um, you know, with McKenna and Nicholas, we have to, like you just said, everything you just said is McKenna and Nicholas. Okay. So we're explaining. Yeah. And I have Riley who is, is emotional. Um, and I don't even know if emotional covers that as much as passionate, anything she is doing, anything she is talking about. Um, if she wants to argue with you about why she shouldn't put her clothes away, she's going to do it so passionately. You might end up putting her damn clothes away for her. Right. Mm-hmm. Because she's, so, she's so, she's persuasive. Everything with so yeah. much passion. So the other day, yes. So the other day we, I told her, I said, right, you know, put your clothes away. And I sat in there with her and we were just talking and she wanted to wear this tank top to school. And I said, you know, and I don't think you can wear that. I think maybe the straps were thick enough, but you know, the schools are all weird now. And it had like X's cut out in the thick straps, you know? And I was like, I know at your old school, you couldn't wear that. And she was like, why not? I said, because of the, the, the thickness is not right. And, and they're cut out. And she's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. All about my shoulders. And I think you probably watched the video. Mm-hmm. So I started recording her because, because then we're kind of arguing right? I'm like, she goes, I'm going to wear it. I said, no, you're not like, I'm not going to get a call from the school about this damn tank top. So then I said, well, why, what's the problem? Like I, I switched, you know, the 
dynamic of that conversation instead of arguing with her and saying I said no the school says no it's game over right I said why do you think that you should be able to wear that I don't what are you so upset about and I had gotten out my phone to record her because I knew here we go and as you saw in the video it turned out to be this passionate very passionate um video about shoulders yeah <laughs> I, I wish I could about how them. boys can basically walk around with their shirts off and have their nipples yes. out but if a woman yes. has her shoulders out then that's a big deal yeah yes and she yeah. said you know um I wish I could think of what she was saying but like I know at one point she was like what so my my shoulders are sexually distracting to boys like they yes. see it my shoulders and they Guys, say this is a 10 year old girl okay 10 year old girl and so then we didn't argue then she didn't wear it it was not an argument again, but she's passionate about that stuff. Yeah. And so I parent her that way. We, we zone in on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Involve her in the conversation. Let her have yes. her opinion. Let her have Here's her your talk. opinion. Yeah. You know, and then Peyton is just like, I'm here all about <laughs> school, all about what can I do for everybody? Um, yeah. You know, he's more, not real passionate about much kind of other than the yeah. Xbox, you know, yeah. um, my nephew is just needs to know actually I should say both boys they just need to be in the loop they don't necessarily need a shit ton of explaining done they're not real passionate about topics like Riley but they have to be in the loop and so you know growing up if you asked too many questions it was like shut up mm -hmm. nobody asked you you know whatever be seen not heard as we always say you know right. um but the boys like they function better they need to know in the morning, like, what are we doing for dinner? Mm -hmm. What time are we going to go get stuff for dinner? What are we cleaning today? Like on a weekend, what, what are we doing? And instead of being agitated by all those questions that my other, that my girls don't ask me, I just answer them now because that is what works for them. Right. Um, if McKenna or Riley asked me 5,000 questions, I'd be like, what are you doing? Why do you need to ask me all these questions? every kid's so different and, and yeah. pretending that they're all being parented the same is just a waste of damn time. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. I think if yeah, we say much too. more on this, we're just going to kind of be droning on. Yeah. I think we have point. On today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on again. Thank I know we were, we were worried you might need a month off with everything going yeah. on. Yeah. It's been crazy around here, but I think we're, we're getting back to normal there. So Good deal. Well, yes. Well, I thank will. You. I'm sure talk to you about 35 times or more a day between now and next month, but I'm probably when we get off of here. So All right. we'll maybe talk next month then. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you loved what you heard today, leave me a rating and review. It's how the podcast grows and how others can find the show. For a more behind the scenes look at my life, head on over to my Instagram at Nikki underscore TMYT. And for this episode's show notes, as well as all previous episodes, you can head over to TMYTcast.com forward slash episodes. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you next week.